You are listening to an episode of the Sexy Spiritual Love Co. podcast, where we talk all things relationship and love. I am your host, Olivia Rose, and I welcome you to this incredible conversation that we're about to have. So for today's episode, we have a very special guest. (laughs) Um, My boyfriend, Mike, is going to be co-hosting with me on today's episode um, where we talk about relationships and trust um, and how to really move on from like past trust issues or if you've been burned in the past um, and how to bring some more excitement and passion back to your relationships. So I'm so, so excited to have him on today's episode. And I know you're absolutely going to love it. So on today's episode, this is how this episode's already starting. Um, we've had some conversations prior to this about um, and no drinks <laughs> no drinks about what today's episode is gonna be um so today we're gonna be talking about a couple different things so trust issues how to come back from a relationship where you've been burned and like not bring that energy and those feelings and those thoughts into a new relationship and how to like keep it spicy in the bedroom even when you're mad at each other <laughs> mad at each other um <laughs> and how to um yeah be able to still maintain like intimacy even like when you're in moments because not all the time right like not all the time I'm sure we have we've had plenty of times where like I'm annoyed or whatever (laughs) where if you're annoyed with the other person I guess that's where we're jumping in um with the other person that it feels like it's hot it's easy to withhold having sex that's the truth it's easy to withhold having sex when you're angry it's easy to use that as a weapon at times when when you don't when you aren't in the mood and using that as something as leverage So I can tell you from a woman's perspective and the biggest thing that I've learned and that I practice like actively in I would say like our relationship is no matter like what headspace I'm in, I guess I always remember never to take away sex like from the table completely um, just because I'm angry. If I need some time, I'll have some time. But most of the time, I don't know if you guys have discovered this, but... (laughs) Angry sex <laughs> is a wonderful. It's thing. a wonderful thing. You resolve so many fucking things. <laughs> oh my fucking god! You do, and you were you honestly. I feel like it's something that's so underplayed, and I feel like, especially when you like get into the bedroom and you like ha- want to have sex, and you're like kind of annoyed. I feel like we take that out, and we're like, okay. Instead of just, like, having this feeling and putting this, like, wall and putting this barrier between, like, you and that other person and making and withholding that specific thing, instead you're choosing to kind of, like, solve it together in a way and, like, put that aside for a little bit and just connect to anyways. And for me, like, if you're with somebody toxic, obviously I feel like this wouldn't work out for you because I heard somebody, I can't remember who said it, but they were like, oh, I I love having... um 
sex with <laughs> I love having sex with somebody um I stay for the sex because it's like angry sex and they're always mad at each other so be mindful that there's actually patterns where like if that's happening that's unhealthy yeah, you're always you're mad right. at each other and yeah. you're never discussing yeah. the issues the only connection you have is, is the angry sex so you have your angry sex you have your moment you de-stress in that if you're having angry sex and it doesn't happen often I'm gonna assume 10 seconds um <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's the only thing that connects you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's I, if when you're when you're having angry sex, you're 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 having sex because you're angry. You wanna you wanna you're not there. You're not fucking doing it to exercise. You're not doing it to do anything. You're 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 simply doing it to de-stress from yeah. whatever you're fucking angry, whatever issues, trust issues, or any issues you have at all. You're de-stressing that moment with the person that mm-hmm. you're stuck with because that's the only person that you have around to do fucking to to fuck in general. So when you when you're stuck, now you're like, well, fuck, I have to like uh, I'm gonna get it out, but that's your only connection. So yeah. once that's over with, that once that ten seconds is over, now you're back to okay, bye. I'm leaving the house, walking the dog, fucking going to see your side piece, whatever. Yeah. But half the time, if you're in an angry, toxic relationship, most chances are most chances are that you're that both of you have a side piece or one of you is already looking at or talking to someone what i feel like it's really clear if you're in you're having an unhealthy pattern i feel like like if you're always just having like i feel like something that we can probably speak to is that we don't just have like sex if we're you know annoyed or whatever and then just put the problem under the rug. Like the problem's still there, but I feel like it it reminds me anyways that you can still connect with that person even if you're not feeling 110% like I'm like I'm still a little unhappy and that issue still happened and it's still there. But now I at least feel still a little bit more connected and now I'm able to like my emotions are a little bit down and now I'm able to have like a normal conversation about it. Whereas maybe before I wasn't able to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why for me anyways, I use it in that way. But I'm not like having sex and then the issue is still <laughs> the issues are just I, w- I wish you could have sex, angry sex and the issue just fucking disappear and you forget about it. Like having an amnesia almost. Well, like you fucking good luck with that. Forget about it. <laughs> Good luck with that. I fucking good wish on any, a million things doesn't mean everything fucking happened. I, good luck with any woman <laughs> having amnesia. Half the time I feel like you have amnesia you know more what? than me, actually. So <laughs> So is the person that looks for their fucking glasses every five minutes. True. In the house. True. I'm actually so guilty of that. I I probably lose my glasses like I lose my lighters like you lose your fucking glasses. Like two times a day, at least. And I'm literally that two woman. Two times a fucking hour. Yeah, and I'm like where are my glasses? And I'm like actually panicking because if I don't wear my glasses, then I start getting headaches and then I get bitchy and then I and get, then I get and arguments. And, I get, and then I become annoying. Yeah. When she doesn't have her glasses, I become annoying. But when she's got her glasses, it's all fucking fine and dandy. I can see clearly now. That's really? Really? You're fucking going there? So we were also... Um, I know that a couple women had asked about trust issues and mm-hmm. how to really how to really move on when you've been burned, when you've been burned in the past and when you've been burned by men. Like, how do you still put your 
heart on the line when that's happened. So I want to ask you, <laughs> because um, I know Mike's story before getting into the relationship of how he was burned. So you don't have to share like the exact details mm. if you don't want to, but um, you would know this feeling a lot deeper. I think, to be honest, when it comes to trust and all that stuff, um, with me, it was finding the right person to help to to move on in a healthy way Mm -hmm. it wasn't just to move on because i anyone can move on and be past it but once certain situations pop up that re-trigger those past memories those past events or past Mm -hmm. sayings or whatever then 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 now you're back to square one now you're like i'm not sure about this guy i'm not sure about this girl i'm not sure about this person yeah right so I think with me, it was a matter of getting through. My mom was ill at the time, so my main focus was my mom. And I let it go because it was in the past, and I said, fuck it. Sometimes I'm a little bit bitter on her, bitter bitter about certain things because, well, it's just, why not? Like, you're going to be bitter about your ex your entire life at some point in your life anyway. Whether it's it's recent or fucking 10 years from now, I'm still going to bring things up that bug, that's something that that might bug me. It might be, like, something I brush off the shoulder, but it's still, like, hey, I've been there, done that, like, just fucking, you know, whatever. And it'll always bring back like past shitty moments in mm-hmm. the past from the past. Yeah. So I think with trust, I think with that being said, um, I think moving on and, and really, I can't say it depends. Every person's different. You got the introverts, you got your ex, you got your extroverts, right? So if, if the whoever is an extrovert is going to take it to a social aspect of it, right? They're mm-hmm. going to move on with hanging out with friends, parties. They're going to go out with mm-hmm. hanging out with you know, with anyone that they can find and relate to. To, like, fill the void. To fill that void yeah. of that, that they're hurting, right? Mm-hmm. An introvert will put on a fucking NSYNC song and cry themselves to fucking sleep with a book or watch The Bachelor. <laughs> and then I see this all the fucking time. I see this all the fucking time. Girls have no boyfriends, never been married, mm-hmm. but got fucking six kids, and they're watching The Bachelorette and, and fucking bitching about them on the on social media about the bachelorette all like this bitch is this this bitch is this this guy can't do the like but you're a fucking girl with six fucking kids no boy no boyfriend and no fucking husband probably divorced too but not but you're complaining about the bachelorette fucking shit like i feel like people just don't really look at themselves and i feel like that's a way of they're quick to judging others before they look at themselves yes and there's not to say let's get this straight if you have six kids and you're divorced, that there's no, like, yeah. there's, it's not to say that that situation is something that can't happen. You could still find love. It's a scenario that happens a lot of times, though, and not to, like, box it in. Mm-hmm. But scenarios just in general where people are so quick to judge and, like, watch The Bachelor and judge everybody else's situation so easily without facing their own situation yeah. first. Yep. And it's super, I think, easy to, like, judge the process and judge those types of things when you're not actually looking within yourself because I think the hardest thing is to look at the things that you need to change in order to change a dynamic in a relationship or change the types of people that you meet so what do you feel like things that you've done that you've had to change in general a big thing I had to change actually more like improve was my communication that was across with my parents that was across with my ex that was with my other ex it was just a come. It was a pattern yeah. that I continued from every relationship. But 
it wasn't necessarily my entire fault about the communication aspect. It was more like how I was being understood to communicate rather than just instead of helping me communicate and and being open to actually trying it Mm -hmm. and not just bitching at me for it. It was more like I'm pushing you away because you don't know how to talk. Or tell me how you're feeling, but you're not really, but you don't want to tell me. Well, I don't want to tell you because you fucking told me that I'm all these negative things, but, but you're still with me. Mm. So like, are you fucking with me for the sex or are you with me for my money? Which I don't have any, but are you with me? (laughs) Are you, are you, are you stuck with me because you can't find anything better? Yeah. Like I, and I, and that's why communication was a big issue at the beginning for me. It was because I had all these people tell me, you know, you're a great, you're a great person. You're a great person. You're a great person. I felt like I was more friend zoned. Yeah. Than I was in a, than I was actually being a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So when they wanted to talk to somebody, they had their moms, they had their parents, they had their grandmas, they had their whole fucking family. But the one person they fucking lived with, they wouldn't fucking talk to. I feel like this is so actually helpful what you're saying because. I feel like a lot of women know this happens all the time where you talk to everybody else in your life about what's going on in your relationship and how that can other actually than the person that you're other with. than the person that you're with because you're scared to. But then do you have you ever felt like and I've noticed this just in the past that most of the time when you talk to everybody else about your problems instead of the actual person <laughs> solving it with them that those people your family starts looking at them differently. Yep. And they look at them with judgment, even though yep. it's like, oh, I won't hold it against them. You know, my or... biggest my biggest issue that I had with my, with my ex when I was married mm-hmm. was that I felt like because she was a goody good girl, I was yeah. obviously the she was the introvert. We were opposite. She was the introvert. Mm-hmm. I was the I'm the extra extrovert. Yeah. So I was the one that was always the wild one, the one that was out of the box, mm-hmm. that thought out of the box, that yeah. was more. I'm gonna do a. You need to be contained. <laughs> like that I don't vibe. Need to be that vibe is what I'm saying. I don't need to be contained. Thanks. I don't need. A, <laughs> do I look like a fucking bunny on a leash? Did you hear that earlier? Bunny on a leash. <laughs> fucking put you on a leash. Anyway. Um, that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> Um, no, it was, I felt like I was being judged no matter what, because yeah. I have a feeling because she was so close with her family that she would tell her family everything. Yeah. And I didn't know what she told her family and how she told it and what they were judging me on. They weren't, no one in that family was transparent with me. Yeah. They weren't say, they weren't looking at me. The only thing that were transparent with me is get a full time job so you can get married. That was the only thing they've ever been transparent with me. Mm-hmm. But then again, I wasn't transparent with them. Because she valued more her family than mine. So I was like, why am I being transparent with you if you're hiding shit? And she hid so much shit that she ended up fucking finding another guy behind my back. So she definitely wasn't transparent. Her parents, I don't know how they felt about that because it was her own choice. Unless she was bringing him already to their house when I wasn't around. Yeah. But it probably put like a negative picture in their mind of what they thought oh 100% of put a negative picture based of, off of, of what me. she thought of oh you. absolutely she talks so much probably shit about me that uh, whenever I see them they're just like man we can't get wait to get rid of you somehow or whatever and I think that the big thing for people to just remind themselves of is like to discuss it's always like discuss it like in-house like with the person that yeah. you're with 
first before telling your family absolutely everything and your problems because then you might think and parents always say this they're like oh I don't take it personal I won't make it like you know I won't judge them or I won't make them feel uncomfortable but they're always going to have that underlying hate or resentment for things that they've done for you and it could be a fight that you got over it could be a fight or something that you've experienced and it was in the heat of the moment that will always come back Yep, and it'll, it's true, and it's they'll always have that. It's at the back of your mind, that. and, and, and yes. I may not understand and fully know a woman, but I know, just like guys, we keep certain things at the back of our minds that we didn't like, that we forgot about. We threw it under the rug that one day, that one fucking day when we're both extremely pissed, where sex doesn't even uh, fix it or repair it, yeah. everything comes out of the fucking underneath the, from underneath the rug. Everything. And a woman is the same way. She will let the, certain things go in a specific time and situation, but at the back of her mind, she's holding on to those yeah. little things that later on she's going to be like, you did this, you did this, you fucking said this, you fucking did this, you looked at her wrong, you looked at him yeah. wrong, you fucking went to your parents, why does your mom know this and I don't know, why does this bitch, why does the yeah. priest fucking know this like like if we're talking to priests about our relationship issues we might as well have a stripper in the household as well (laughs) because i'm pretty sure there are strippers out there that know more about the guys that they give dance to's than the fucking guys girlfriends and wives true yeah i agree 100 percent. what do you feel like in these situations i think it i think it's really hard because it's why do you feel like it's so scary uh, it's it's like a way it's of moving forward. No, it's it's not scary to communicate. It's 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 scary moving forward. What do you mean? Um, Explain for the women. <laughs> it's scary. It's scary moving forward because you don't want to. When you've been hurt, yeah. and and you really love someone with the person you're in right now, yeah. Um, you do, you're afraid of that leaving aspect. Yeah. You're afraid of that factor that you don't want to. You know, if you don't communicate. That it's still okay, but when you communicate and the real stuff, the the non-transparent stuff comes out, then you're like, is she going to leave me? Is she going to create a bigger problem than it might be? Or if it's, or if it, it is a big problem, how is she going to take it? And it honestly, and I learned this probably the most with you, is it, it all comes down to the tone you use. Mm-hmm. It all, <laughs> it all I'm to, laughing because this is like... The this biggest is us thing. Right now. This is an us thing. Is a tone thing because we're both naturally, and I believe this. Spicy. We're spicy and we're loud. She's and, a spicy bitch. I'm a spicy motherfucker. Yeah, and we have like a really good sense of humor, which is why, like, if you hear us talk about uh, like talk like this, we're okay with it. Like, this is the way that we are all the but time. All the time, like that. That's like our vibe, and I feel like sometimes. <laughs> Our our tone and the way that we say things, like the way that I can talk if I'm angry, the way that I'm talking now when I'm passionate, translates a lot of the times when I'm angry. But just that if you say things a certain way, it comes off a certain way. And I think a lot of women can relate to that is a lot of the times like men not always understanding or feeling like the tone is acknowledged or like it doesn't matter like i said it this way and i didn't mean it that way or things like that like what yeah. do you have to say to that <sighs> i honestly believe that when you you're right about the way the tone comes yeah. off and everything yeah i think that when you're an extrovert yourself and you got two extroverts yeah. it's always gonna be a loud 
feisty fight or an argument or even a conversation. Yeah, like, I just a lot did my live video earlier and I was alone and I fucking shook the house with the way I was talking. Yeah, it was true. I was actually on a live video at the same time and I could hear him in like the next room. And it's kind of funny because we both get equally passionate about yeah. and we were like doing it at the same time. And yeah. it was so funny. And I think that a lot of it, it depends on the type of person that you're with. If you're with somebody that's probably like introverted then probably a lot of the time they're going to internalize a lot of things. Uh, you're absolutely right. Stonewall, yeah, yeah. get shut down because they're not used to that. So somebody like me or Mike or and that type the ones of personality. That, they're actually the ones that are more difficult to catch in a way. Because, yeah, because here's I how I see that. it. An extrovert girl or a guy, mm-hmm. they're more likely to leave the house and impulsively go see a friend or go see that side piece or so go go meet a new guy and they're more likely to go out in public because they want to get out of the house they, they like to enjoy a drink they like to yeah. go to the movies they like to go on dates dinners so you're more likely to catch them in the act actually being uh out of the house being in a social environment mm-hmm. as to the introvert I believe that they're more likely to keep everything because they keep everything to themselves and they internal uh, internalize everything Mm -hmm. that they are more likely to connect with someone on the phone, like through text or through social media that like through messenger or something or, you know, trying to hide by going to their parents and make phone calls and talk to them over there when they're not actually at home. When you're gone, you know, trying to make excuses for your girlfriend or your ex-wife so what do you feel like situations since i feel like you know about this for certain situations i don't always like to love to talk about like things that you know that are cheating but like when do you feel like it's time that it's like you notice in the relationship things have shifted like when was that for you because you Mike was in a relationship where he was cheated. There was never a time that she wouldn't say I love you. And mm-hmm. there wasn't a time that she wanted to end the conversation real mm-hmm. quick. Right? She was always home, so there's no reason she's rushing. She's yeah. on fucking Pinterest looking at shit for her for her job. Yeah. For, like, projects and crafts and shit. Yeah. But when, um, when she stopped saying I love you, and when... Um, when my mom actually started noticing these things. My mom was the first one that noticed it. So do you feel... When do you feel like is a time where there's a difference between, like, somebody's exhibiting signs that they're pulling away versus signs where it's actually repairable? When would you say there's a point where it's um, I think that, again, it comes down to communication because if you feel that they're being... That they're pulling away, then you need to confront them right away. You need to mm-hmm. confront them and tell them, hey, listen, like, if there's something I need to fucking know, you tell me right now. Don't say it in an aggressive way because you're pull- then you're pushing them even further and faster. But you're, but I feel like when you're, um, if they're already starting to pull and you're noticing these things, mm-hmm. sit down and then with them and talk. Actually, go out and, I know it's hard to do that right now, but go have, a in, have an in-house date, mm-hmm. whatever. Have it, have it set up a room, have a dinner or whatever, mm-hmm. and just really talk with them. Because yeah. if you don't talk to them, then they're going to internalize that information even more. Yeah, exactly. And I always say a lot of the times to women is like, what is the story that you're saying in your head about like the scenario? Because most of the time, if you don't even confront it head on, you're going off of a story or something that you've experienced prior. Because the only thing, and I learned this recently, that we do when it comes to relationships is we take whatever we know 
from before and before relationships and we try to attach those same experiences and try and fit in a box the behaviors or things that other people are doing into that box to be like oh fuck so and so did that oh fuck this looks familiar and we've all done it I've done it where it's like oh my god that scares me this scares me and sometimes it's a matter of that's actually not what's happening that's actually not the same experience Like I could be looking on my phone and just being quiet and private about it, but it doesn't mean I'm cheating, right? It could be, you know, I'm, I'm just being a little bit more emotionally introverted, but it doesn't mean that like, I, I don't love you. And Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of times women take those experiences and then we attach them. I think a lot of women are afraid to also open up on their actual feelings, like on how they're actually feeling. Yeah. Like not physically, how are you feeling? Like, oh, my back hurts, oh, my neck hurts, yeah. oh, blah, blah. It's like the man, I think guys are, are trying to be more um, macho and mm-hmm. trying to also internalize a lot of things so i think that they hold back a lot of the questions that are most important in a woman's life like do you feel like it's hard to be vulnerable yes why because i'm a guy (laughs) every every guy every guy will will, why though because it's in our nature Mm -hmm. because we're we're the original alpha you know in control like we're the ones who are like no we're we're the macho guys. Yeah. But when but when we break down, it's like, oh wait, what's happening? It it's like someone who's unbalanced. Yeah. Right? Like feels weird. Yeah, like when when I feel vulnerable, I, I don't like it at all. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. I don't like it at all because then there's that thought process of the woman where it's like, Oh, he's being a pussy or or yeah. he, uh, or or he, I don't know if he's strong enough for this family. If he's strong enough for me, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that a woman might think that she didn't um, think before, think about before, or be transparent about before he had this breakdown. And now all of a sudden he has this breakdown, and now she's rethinking those those same questions. Like, I don't know if I can be with him, if he's going to be this week. I don't know if he, I don't know if he can handle, you know, my emotions, you know, before a couple has a baby or before they get married or whatever. When a woman is on her period, there's more, the the hormones are going crazy. Yeah. So the smallest thing, it can set her off. Mm -hmm. And if he can't handle when she's on her period for seven to 14 days, then... (laughs) I don't fucking know. It probably feels like 14 days. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, like a week or four days or whatever. When he can't handle those four days being Mm -hmm. an actual nice gentleman who can just sit down and listen and give her a glass of wine, give her a bubble bath, fucking give her a nice neck massage or a bath or whatever. Give her some candy. It's Valentine's Day coming up, so they fucking better be doing something like that or I'm going to fucking find them myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was never a big fan of uh of Valentine's Valentine's Day in mm. a, in the past because it, it always tra- uh, it gave me traumatic events because we always fought on those type of uh traditions holidays whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um I always got her I always got flowers but it was more like oh yeah I forgot what's also coming. 
<laughs> See, Mike, I knew there was something else coming. Like you never keep surprises when I love you. No, I don't. I'm terrible about surprises. He, he's telling me. The only time me, she's surprised is when I ask you walk into her bedroom naked. Oh, <laughs> he's now telling me about a surprise for flowers. I totally forgot. I no way. Flowers. Or you told me, and I had I that amnesia already. moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, again, that's the best. I love that. Uh, I love it too because <laughs> so quickly. I always say it to him that with surprises, he'll tell me a really long time ago. I'll get excited. Right, and I said you. the best thing is is that I'll forget again. I, I mentioned then, today. I talked about it today at Grandma's. I was like, um, I know there's another surprise coming. Because you asked me about so the charcuterie thing. Oh, yeah. And the dinner. And I was like, yeah, and there's something else. Yeah, what Mike is always, it? Mike is very thoughtful in that way. And I'm yeah, very Yeah, you're getting uh, for flowers for Valentine's Day and your birthday. Aww. Yeah, I felt Valentine's Day and my birthday are really close. February 9th and February 14th. <laughs> but I also... Yeah, you know that's going to be a wild fucking month so of So what would you say, <laughs> speaking about sex, since we're going into that topic... When you started? <laughs> what would you say is some of the things that you would say anyways in regards to giving advice to women who need to kind of keep it spicy or initiate or they feel nervous or things things along those lines that you feel like could help some of the women from a man's perspective um you know every every woman's different because if if a woman already has tried all aspects and avenues of trying to um, show the support, talk to them, maybe get them a beer, get them, uh, not a beer after work, but I mean, like, buy them a case of beer so that yeah. they feel more relaxed. Just take off certain things. Like, just kind of make it more of a wifey feel if the guy is um, disconnected. Like care of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if the guy is disconnected, then I would be checking his phone and messages and everything because most likely he's he's got somebody that he's talked to. Mm-hmm. Or maybe at work or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's a red flag for me. That's for sure. If he's if he's if he's disconnected completely and he's just like, oh thanks, or why'd you do that, or or if he's bicking at at the way that you opened a fucking beer or the way you poured a beer yeah. or if uh, if if you're trying to be sexy and this and that and you know a woman will do everything to to make her man happy whether whether she's married or not but if the man is disconnected and and not present then she's going to start getting disconnected she's not going to want to do those things that's that's where the that's where that line that difference is that a woman is going to do everything when everything's fine and great but the minute start fall when things start falling out then she's going to stop doing those things do you feel like sex is something important in a relationship? Absolutely. Why? Because it's the most connecting thing that, uh, that, two, that two people can have together. Mm-hmm. They're literally fucking connected. <laughs> I wish you would have seen, seen the way like, that Mike described this. The dick this. is going in the fucking pussy. You're connected. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think that sometimes a lot of women feel feel super nervous or super... Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, and I I think that when you uh, when you initiate or you get to a point where you're so like in in a relationship where you don't I've, have a lot of sex or you struggle to want to seen, have sex, like what would you say in that situation? I, I've seen, let me just say something real quick. Um I've seen couples that 
the woman knows what she wants mm-hmm. and she's looking for those boxes to get checked off. Mm-hmm. If she's got those boxes checked off, he's the guy. Yeah. If she doesn't have those che- boxes checked up, um, she will see certain things and maybe can maybe progressively check those boxes off. But it depends on all how the woman is. Mm-hmm. Right? If it's a determined, strong-willed woman who takes no for a fucking answer, then it, she will she will keep looking until she finds that fucking guy mm-hmm. she will continue looking until she finds that guy she will let down all the guys all the guys down and say I'm sorry you're not the one for me I'm sorry you're not the one for me I'm sorry you're not the one for me but then the one time that that guy comes around uh, she he, they will they will check off 10 out of 10 boxes but if there's one little thing wrong that they're not happy about because of their standard see you later they're gone Yeah, and I think that that's really important for women to know that, like, relationships are not, you cannot bring the all or nothing mindset into it. Like, I always talk about having, like, and Mike knows this from seeing my posts and stuff, like, having a hot, like, a good standard that feels good for you, but also not wasting your time in relationships that you know, like, you already know, and you know, and you know, when you get into that fucking relationship, you already know if it's good for you or not. You know if those four boxes are going to ruin your life for the next 10 years. Not even four. Like, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, it's overall where you know if you're going to waste that person's time or not. You know, and it could be, like, two months in, and you're like, okay, you know what? Respectfully, amicably, like, we need to split, and, like, our differences are too much, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, not bringing that all or nothing of, like, you know, once once people got into the stage, and I feel like this is where I wanted to go with this, where you pass, like, what people always say, the honeymoon stage of the relationship. When shit starts to get harder, Mm -hmm. and, like, you're not, you're starting to see faults. It's almost like the blinders come off. Yeah. And you're starting to see faults in the other person. Like, you know, how to kind of keep reconnecting and not, like, lose that. And I feel like I always talk about this, and this is very controversial and kind of what we're talking about, is, like, sex is something that's so important in a relationship to feel connected. And I know that there's, I'm never going to invalidate experiences and things where it's a lot harder for certain women who've had trauma or things like that. And someone who's personally experienced trauma, I totally understand that. It's very difficult sometimes. But I also feel like intimacy is such an important thing because you're really connecting with somebody on, like, a deeper level. And I find that, like, and me and Mike found this at one point, um <laughs> well I guess we can say this when my when my sister and her boyfriend were here holy uh, fuck uh, it was literally uh, I feel like it was so uh, hard to and, and I have a daughter as well and like everybody I'm pretty sure knows that who would listen to this podcast but it was like it was difficult when there was two other people it wasn't difficult when Lily was here it was difficult when there was two other people here and it made us realize like how if if you have tons of like if you have lots of children or you know your household is very busy how hard it is to like really connect sometimes and find that and you really have to get creative and I feel like you know how would you say you can get creative to some of the women or where would you take advantage of time that you have to really kind of connect or what are what are things that make you feel connected that are even not sex related I feel connected. Yeah. Um, you know, every guy is going to be different. 
um, there are guys that feel more connected when they're more loved. Mm-hmm. Like where it's like lovey-dovey, huggy-huggy, snuggy-snuggy, fucky-fucky. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but there are also guys who feel connected by uh, the woman uh, giving him his space. Mm-hmm. Just let him be, you know, if mm-hmm. he's having a rough day. Don't smother him with hugs and kisses and 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 a beer and breakfast and he doesn't want that he just wants to be alone he wants to go for a drive or he wants to go he wants to go to the garage or whatever he wants to just kind of have his own his own space Mm -hmm. and he will come back when he's ready if you really know him and you really respect him and want to show him support Mm -hmm. sometimes giving them the space that they need and Mm -hmm. and deserve is it's the space that they that they will always take it's actually so good because i think that each sometimes we forget that not every guy is the same and that every ways every guy's way of experiencing love is different and connection and intimacy and all those kinds of things yeah so i think that that's super super important that was super good for you to kind of touch on and i guess like one of the last things that i'll say (laughs) one of the last things that I would ask is (laughs) the one of the last things that I would ask is when you're in a relationship and you feel like it's difficult like for I think it's so easy as women to I shouldn't say throw in the towel but energetically disconnect when they feel like that person isn't listening or that person isn't giving them the attention that they need. And how do you feel like you continue to go on in a relationship through the ups and downs? Like the things, the times and parts that it's not always easy, right? Like what do you feel like you could give advice to the women in regards to that? Say that again. Through the ups and downs yeah. of relationships, yeah. what do you feel like helps get through those Through moments? the tough times? Yeah. Um... To be honest, I, I sh- I'm a big believer in in doing things together. Um, I think sometimes it's tough to... Um, it's tough, especially now. I, I know I've heard a, a few people say that, you know, during the pandemic, you're going to go... You know, there's going to be couples that are going to get through it. There's couples that are going to kill each other through it. And there are going to be couples that are, gonna, that, that, are, that are not meant to live through it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're either getting, you're either getting divorced, you're getting together with someone mm-hmm. or, or you're going to survive it. So mm-hmm. there's only three categories during the pandemic. Yeah. So, and I think it's because a combination of it is there's kids involved and they're always mm-hmm. home. Uh, the, if, you know, if the parents aren't working because they both lost their jobs due to the pandemic, then, you know, the parents are now always home. So now the, the, the entire scheduling system of the entire household has been changed. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big aspect to it. Um, I think what needs to... Uh, what happens is that... I forget where I was going with this. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but basically, what are some positive things that couples could do to kind of like reconnect? A big thing is go for drives. I know for me, my biggest thing is I'm way more relaxed when I drive. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about my issues or any issues for that matter, whether it's business or whether it's school or whatever. Um, 
uh, having that Tim Hortons in the car and... <laughs> and We're bro- Canadian, by the way, so yeah. that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dunkin' Donuts or Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Yum. Um, so... I think that going out for those late night drives, if you have kids, you know, get a babysitter, pay a babysitter an hour. You don't need a long, you Mm -hmm. you don't need a long time. For people who are stuck in the house and can't do that, because I do know that there's some women that are like really stuck in this situation. How would you recommend, you know, connecting? Because I feel like at one point, like, and at one point, I feel like me and Mike were literally stuck. Well, it's still pretty bad where we are. So we are pretty much stuck. Stuck, (laughs) We can go for drives some days, but I just feel like there's not a lot of opportunity all the time. I think a big portion is that if you're you're already at each other's throats with the smallest things, Mm -hmm. maybe try reconnecting through doing things together inside the house. Yeah, I noticed that do us the doing chores. instead of instead of splitting up like oh you're supposed to do the laundry I'm supposed to do the dishes somebody's to supposed to put the kid I'm kidding. <laughs> you see how she does that? She fucking slide in. Well, I'm gonna never mind. Um, fucking made me lose my thought. Anyway. Uh, try doing chores together. Yeah. Try doing. Try. I like that. And I'm not saying just chores, but if you have something that you want to that you that you're looking to do, yeah. Don't just let like there's nothing we wrong with laying together. around. Yeah, we cook together. Um, but if there's you know if, if if there's no such thing as you're supposed to watch this kid, I'm supposed to watch this kid, or we're, you're supposed to watch the kids, or I'm supposed to watch the kids. It's more like you can do it together. You can do it together. Find more. You can together find more things moments. that even things that you enjoy or do the chores that you enjoy around the house mm-hmm. that you can do together. You know, she might not like the uh, the uh, the laundry. Oh but God! You might. He's speaking to me in this example. <laughs> but you might. You don't. You might not uh, mind it. You might not mind it. But I will never like it, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, or or dishes or you know or just organize yeah. if you guys if you see that something is I feel like you're trying to sell time, me on this idea no I'm life. not trying to fucking <laughs> I'm kidding I'm simply answering a fucking question <laughs> fuck's sake um, let's continue with my live video um <laughs> You know, there's lots of things around the house that you guys can do together. Yeah. There's a lot of things that you... There's a lot of opportunities and little things that maybe people didn't realize before. And you know what? And if there's a lot, there's a lot of little things that need to get that you see that can get done throughout the night or Mm -hmm. during the day. Yeah. Try doing them over a span of a week. That way, every day you have one little thing that you can do together. Oh, that's smart. Instead of doing, instead of having a list and saying, I got to get it done this day. Spread it all apart along along the entire week. That way, it gives you every day an X amount of quality time that you can do something together. That's true because a lot of times when we've even done things where like we cook or we do like or <laughs> we clean out the fridge or, or whatever. Fucking, or eleven o'clock at night cleaning out the fucking fridge. And it's just like they did time where you can play some music or you can have some of those chats and whatever. Like I think that that's a really undervalued way you know to what? spend when time. When you do those things, yeah, you guys would be surprised on how much sexual things can happen afterwards oh my god <laughs> i, I did serious. not know where that came that was coming from but but i also I feel was, like true. i was thinking i'm sitting there and i'm like but you know these people i might, didn't think you were gonna connect they, might, that, they, might, they might think of like okay you know we're doing we're trying to reconnect oh, banana. We're trying to do something right 
What? <laughs> they see a banana penis. <laughs> Um, That's not what he's trying to say. I'm just. (laughs) But I definitely I I do agree that these opportunities on a serious note (laughs) are on a serious note. These opportunities are times also where you wouldn't you'd be surprised that sometimes when you're just connecting and whatever, it can lead to something more. It really can. It can. It can. Especially if you see that the connection is getting reconnected. Mm -hmm. Kind of like your Wi-Fi. You have a shitty oh connection, God. and then all of a sudden you reset, and all of a sudden the connection... That's the profound shit. World. That's really good. Um, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> fuck me. Sorry, that one really made me laugh. That was so good. <laughs> um, so, if you, once you reconnect, you know, now you're more comfortable, and when mm. you reconnect, you're not... You're not trash talking you're you're communicating on issues that you've been holding on to or that you see it currently in the moment so when you reconnect and those issues are resolved mm-hmm. then now you're like well now what well usually sex is supposed to come right after because you fuck the shit out of each other and then you can't move so now you're like okay well kids need to go to bed or we can watch a movie and then the reconnection continues yeah, I never thought about that, actually, how even when you do those things, the most of the time, the natural, like, next step is to, like, cuddle or to connect in those yeah. ways. So everyone, yeah. in a way, if you think about it this way, because not everybody has the same, yep. feels love the same way, yep. everyone is going to get what they need in some way if it's sometimes... I I think sometimes, too, women who don't like to have sex all the time, there's certain at times where I feel like, there's been from time to time where you're not always in the mood and I've experienced this maybe like once or twice or you're just like not really in the mood at all and if you it's never like a matter it has to feel like a men also have to men has men have to also acknowledge Mm -hmm. they have to acknowledge that they that when a woman says I'm not in the mood it might not be anything she's upset with with the man. True. Right. Yes, absolutely. I've seen situations where the the woman uh, could be going through some bad hormonal mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, maybe maybe she's pregnant and doesn't know about it yet, and she doesn't feel like herself. Uh, she doesn't she doesn't you know eat properly or is not eating the food that she normally would like to enjoy. Uh, so you know the man has to under- acknowledge that you know make sure that this is something that is maybe temporary and double check with 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 your woman to make sure that like everything is okay but and also i think to check in with them because yep. sometimes it's not always about not being in the mood most of the time under that if it's not like a physical issue like what you're saying or, you know, a surprise thing, It's it can be an internal thing. Like, it's always, there's always a layer that's underneath that. And I feel like as women, if you're not in the mood sometimes, sometimes, like I was saying, um, if you just, like, give it, if you just, I always say, like, don't put pressure on it. Like, if you just, like, make out, like, that's okay. If you, if you're making out and it leads, like, if you don't put pressure on it, if you said, if I just, like, was able, I think a lot of women get nervous to start it 
up or like even just do oral or anything like that because they're like fuck it's gonna lead to that and the pressure and the idea of just that in their mind is like off-putting but if you I always say if you ask yourself like if I wasn't looking at this from pressure or a point and like I could just either just make out or just do oral or just whatever give a blowjob or get you know whatever (laughs) it wouldn't it shouldn't matter if you just give like take that first little step and sometimes it'll lead to that and sometimes I think both men and women also can be okay with it not always having to lead to that because me and you will sometimes have some really steamy makeout sessions and it just and leads just, at and that just that and it ends up that and I think those are so fucking underrated I feel like makeouts are so underrated and I feel like a, sometimes women do not take the opportunity to like just make out or even just kiss what is that what is it I remember you said to me one day you're like I'm just going to kiss you every day like this, where it's like 10 seconds, where it just feels like dreaming. It feels like good. And it feels like you connected. And even if you were able to fuck or, <laughs> or do anything, you still did something intimate that day. And that makes a difference. That makes a difference. Whereas not doing anything and not connecting at all completely does the opposite. So anyways, do you have any last thoughts? Um... Do you have any last words? <laughs> um, I think that uh, on a closing note to um, to the guys, um, pay attention to the nonverbal signs. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to the body language, mm-hmm. the disconnection in the conversation, mm-hmm. um, because those two were will uh, integrate within each other. What about the women? Um, for the women, um, try paying attention to... Everyone always puts an emphasis on needs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not about the needs. Sometimes it's just about being present. If you're not present uh, mentally or emotionally, the, the men also see that as well. Mm-hmm. If we see that you're being more dismissive or if you are um just you know talking um without any emotion behind it mm-hmm. they'll see a difference in that yeah um if you respond if you have short really short answers all the time or if you all of a sudden have short answers like okay whatever or whatever some stuff like that then uh then they'll notice that too that's so good uh, so just pay attention to to the nonverbals and pay attention to uh, uh, you know what and pay attention to yourselves mm. um, because we we oft very 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 often do we look at the other person and we don't compare to to ourselves we don't look at ourselves and look at how we are actually doing it are we the contributing factors to what how they're behaving so I think that we should look at ourselves first so the women look at yourselves and the men look at yourself before you uh have that reaction Mm -hmm. to 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 your to your partner so good thank you so much for being on this episode maybe we'll have mike on future episodes yeah maybe (laughs) maybe i'll be on every episode (laughs) yeah put in my two cents oh my goodness anyways (laughs) on that note um 
It was so great to have this conversation with you and hopefully this helps a lot of you guys and especially having a man's perspective. Help does. <laughs> Um, having a man's perspective on a lot of these things will be so, so helpful for you guys. Um, and let us know how you guys like it. We want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, let us know. Comment. Yeah, comment, share this. Or also, um, let us know. I'd love to know the thoughts if you'd want Mike back on for another one. I think that would be, let's, the let's hear the women out. Oh, God. <laughs> They're like, fuck this guy or have him back on. Fuck <laughs> this motherfucker. He don't know shit. Anyways, um, thank you so much, and hopefully you enjoyed this episode.